This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now I got it back on the van. Who's ready to party? Oh, Stevie Cohen. I'm in love. It is a world of difference. Man, imagine, imagine if things didn't change and Steve Cohen, or even if things did change and Steve Cohen didn't buy the team. Not only did we get an ownership change, but you got the guy that you wanted in Steve Cohen. And this is what Met fans have been dreaming about forever. Forever. Spending more than the Yankees. Spending more than everybody. Again, the most important part of this whole thing. It is not lost on me. The results need to match. You could spend. It's great. It's fun in December. But ultimately, the results got to match. But now, you expect this team to go compete to try to win a World Series. No excuses. Not the big bad Dodgers, not the Phillies, not the Braves, not the Yankees, not anybody. The Mets have put themselves into the conversation, and this is not just this year, but over the last few years, and now they're turning it up another notch. Just a little bit on it. Turn it up a little bit. And we're almost at full volume. Turning it up. Turning it up. Kodai Senga, turn it up a little bit more. Shohei Otani. Boom. Oh, this is great. I'm loving every minute of it. Jeff is in the Bronx. What's up, Jeff? Hey, Sal. How you doing this morning? Oh, great. Can you tell? Yes. No, great. Great day to be a Mets fan. Uh, oh, yeah. A couple quick... A couple points on the Mets, but two quick things before I get to my Mets point. One is, hey, you hit your number on the head on Baseball Night New York with seven hundred million because my numbers add up to about what seven hundred and five million. It got to seven oh seven. Do you believe that? You were laughed at for that seven. That is correct. And just so we uh, inform everybody who may not know what the hell we're talking about here, Jeff, on Baseball Night New York, we did a, a segment, a recurring segment called. The Money Pit, where all of our panel would guess the total amount that Judge DeGrom and Nimmo would sign for. I guessed $700 million. The second closest guess was Omar Minaya at 616 
Everybody else was way under it, some in the fives, some, you know, whatever, all over the place. But the gap was Omar Minaya at 616, me at 700, and they were all mocking me, and I got it. I mean, almost on the button. It's 707. As a matter of fact, Jeff, you'll get a kick out of this. The minutes after Brandon Nimmo signed, Omar Minaya called me. I see my phone, Omar Minaya. He's like, did you win? You won the money pit. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, now Todd Zio has to take you to a nice steak for that. Oh, that's right. Uh, Zio owes me a steak dinner. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, anyway, um, the, about the Mets, you know, uh, we always talk about, you know, the, the way the Dodgers do things. And one thing you notice about the Dodgers, they invest in hitting for long-term contracts. And the pitching, they kind of figure it out little by little. I mean, even with Kershaw, Kershaw is always signing one-year deals to stay on. They, you know, they were in the Max Scherzer thing, but they weren't, you know, obviously he went to the Mets. Um, they were, they had Bauer on a short-term deal, you know, obviously he got suspended or whatever, but they're, they're, with the hitting, they signed, you know, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts is of the world for long-term contracts, but the pitching, they kind they get the veteran guys, they, they're interchangeable. And I think that's what Cohen's trying to do here. And we always, you know, we talk about building up the farm system and things like that, but that's how you can, that's how you can do it in this day and age. You don't sign the pitchers to the 10-year deal. You sign the hitters to the 8- or 10-year deal. Correct, which and is why I, I like the Mets the way that they're doing it with the pitching. Now, look, you're not going to be able to get you know, um, guys like Scherzer and Verlander every single year, so it was just rare that it worked out, but those guys are right in their wheelhouse for that type of contract. I'm with you, which is why they don't want to pay Rodon because Rodon is exactly – that middle type guy. Now, maybe for the Yankees, it's a different story. The Yankees have Garrett Cole. The Yankees need to get themselves to another level. That's why I think Rodon is a fit. For the Mets, it is not. They, to me, the smart move is not to go out there and pay that type of deal to a, not that Rodon is a middle of the pack pitcher, but he's not the top, top dog. You're going to be giving him a lot of money. And with pitching, there are more variables than there is with an offensive uh, player. Exactly. And, you know, with, uh, with, if we can have guys like McGill and Peterson as almost either depth pieces in the bullpen or in Syracuse, that, especially with an older pitching staff, that would go a long way. Well, they need to develop those younger guys, right? I mean, that's what you're talking about with the – and thank you for the call, Jeff. I appreciate you taking the time. They need to develop pitchers. They need to develop young, young position players as it is. I mean, that's what the Mets need to do, and they're going to try to do that and – spend big money in the process while they could go out there and try to compete now. you got to do both, right? And they know that spending big money is going to help them win now, but also protect that farm system to where they can have sustained success. And they always talk about the Dodgers model and all that stuff, and that's great, but they got to do their own version of it. Now, at times, you're going to have to trade from the farm, sure, whether it be for Otani or whatever. But there's the reason why, the, you know, the Mets aren't going in on Correa or Trey Turner, and obviously be, before he came off the board, they're not going after those guys right now, and there's a reason for that. They're not going to lock themselves in to another $300 million contract knowing that they could get Shohei Otani. And you watch. If Otani becomes available, the Mets are going to be the biggest aggressor. And I guarantee you, if he hits the open market, I am guaranteeing this right now. If Shohei Otani hits the open market, now this doesn't mean that the Mets are going to get him, obviously. But if he hits the open market, they will have the highest offer for him. I am, there's no doubt in my mind 
Not the Yankees, not the Dodgers, not the Giants. Nobody. The Mets will not be outbid for Shohei Otani. And he is going to have to make a decision. Does he want the most money and the Mets? Or would he prefer the West Coast? Or would he prefer the pinstripes? Whatever. Now, that's on him. I have no idea. I don't know the, you know, the first thing about what makes him tick or what he wants or anything like that. But I know that if he hits the open market, the New York Mets will not be outbid. Taco Frank, where you been? Taco Frank calling from Hamilton, New Jersey. What's up, boss? How's it going, man? Uh, where, where have you been, Taco? The baseball season ends and you go away? You stop listening and calling? I, I, I listen every day, man. We, we, uh, you, you've been a little unbearing, you know, unbearable, man, the last few weeks. I got to tell you. But before I get into it. With what? You, what do you mean, I, unbearable? Oh, oh, before, before I get into that, buddy, I got to tell you, a couple days ago, you, you had a line, man, that had me cracking up. But uh, I think you were talking about how Hal needs to just lock, you know, him and Judge in a room. And you said, and I don't know how many people even got it, but you said, you know, you pulled the line out of that, man. Now you just can't leave. Yeah, <laughs> now you just can't leave. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, an right, all, that's, right, an right. that's an all-time classic, buddy. Glad you got it. Um, yeah. Oh, man, the last few weeks, buddy, you're killing me. I had to go, you know, I had to do a steward there, man. You talk about him Googling. I had a Google 2015, and I mean, I was at every game, and and make sure that I didn't, I don't remember anything wrong because I've heard you quoting so many times. Who was in the last World Series? Yankees or Mets? I I googled it to make sure. You guys lost. We won in 2009. <laughs> yeah. We we won. So the last team to win, who cares? You were in it. You don't get a trophy for being in it. You didn't win anything, buddy. 1986 was 30. Seven years ago, like thirty-seven. The only people people even alive back then were Scherzer and Verlander. (laughs) Now you want now you want Otani. You you want Trout. You want Tatis. I remember the old Francesa days. I remember Sal, baby Sal, at that point, crying payroll. Oh, Yankees should win every year. You're number one in payroll. It's our turn. You can't even win your division. You're number one the last two years. Where are you? You can't win the division. They'll win the division this year. Hey, the division means nothing. The Phillies didn't win the division. They went to the World Series. Who cares about the lousy division? Come on. That's just for fun during the season. But you can't. But you're not even making it out of the first round of the playoffs. And now today, I I want you to have your fun. This is your day. But you didn't like Nimmo half of the year. Well, what I, so no, I don't love Nimmo. That. I don't love Nimmo as a player. I thought it was important to bring him back. The same way that I said for the Yankees with Judge. All kidding aside, the Yankees needed to bring Judge back. And look, obviously Judge is a different stratosphere player. But they had to bring him back just to be at even, right, from what they were last year. Similar to the Mets. They weren't good enough last year. They needed to bring Nimmo back just so they can start from where they were last year and now add. And you're right. I don't love Nimmo as a player. However, they did love him, and there weren't any better options as far as center fielders go. And as long as it doesn't prevent them from getting other players, I'm all for it. It is not going to prevent them, so I'm okay with it. It's funny, though, a guy, and it's, it's all of baseball now, man, but isn't it funny, a guy you really, you know, you know him as better than anybody as a Mets fan, a guy that you don't feel great about gets $200 million. I mean, the contracts are just so... Uh, well, I mean, you know, 162, be, he's not at $200 million, but yes. Right. For a, the, the contract, he's got the major... You're right. He's got... And, you know, Gary Apple brought up this point on Breaking News, and I thought it was an excellent one. Would you ever envision Brandon Immel five years ago, I don't even about five months ago, getting 162 
million dollars? The answer is no. He's got major limitations. He can't run. He can't throw. He doesn't hit for a high average. He doesn't hit for power. And you're giving him an eight-year, $162 million deal. So there are obviously issues there if if it's going to prevent you from spending elsewhere. But it's not. Cohen and the Mets wanted him. They brought him back. I can't argue with that. I, I got to bow to the payroll guru here, buddy, which you are, because you're, you're you're coming out with all these numbers, buddy. I got to give it to you. Where where if, if he gets that, where does that put Ben Attendee's numbers at? He's a year younger. Great you know, question. What, what are we looking at? What, I don't. What is he getting? I don't think Ben Attendee is going to get a hundred million. Now, remember, part of the reason, Taco Frank, why the the dollars went up for Brandon Nimmo. Now, obviously, the years got extended because the Mets didn't want to. They, they wanted to keep the AAV down, so they just extended the years to get to that total 162 value. Maybe he had offers for fewer years that were similar dollars. But the part of the reason is they had many teams involved. There were many teams looking after Brandon Nimmo, which is why it went up. I don't think you're going to have the same thing with Benintendi. So maybe you're looking at somewhere around, I, I think, under 100. How about that? I would say under a hundred for Andrew Benintendi. Maybe yeah. he gets, yeah, maybe he gets seventeen million a year. Uh, I don't know times five years. I mean, I, I would think that that's the case. Um, you no, know, maybe you get right around a hundred if he gets six years at seventeen million. That's what I would guess. I would say a hundred or a little bit under for Andrew Benintendi. I, I can just feel, buddy. I know the crack committee is getting set up behind the oh, scenes. I, I know it's coming. Don't don't let's, don't don't be the Mets version of Keith. Like the Yankee fans no, don't even. I would never like, do no, that. Yankee fans don't even want to deal with Keith. Well, I don't. <laughs> don't, don't become that version. No, you. No, you're hearing. Was, now you're hearing it from a Yankee. You you hate the Mets, okay? Which I respect. I buddy, get that. That's fine. Buddy, you're on cloud nine. Well, I don't because like, why I hate, shouldn't I be? I want angry Sal. I no, want the Hulk. No. I want angry Sal. You're too happy. Yeah. Nobody wants happy Sal. Let me have a happy day. Keith. For once, let me be happy, Taco Frank. Please, nobody wants happy, Sal. Let me be happy. You got to listen, though, in between the read between the lines here. It all comes down to the results. The Mets haven't had the results to back it up. They have to now go out there and win and win big. You can spend big. It doesn't mean that you're going to win big. They have now checked the box on spending big. Will they win big? That's a whole nother story. And you want to see angry Sal tune in in July if the Mets are you know struggling, or if the Mets get swept by the Braves again, or if they get ousted in the first round of the playoffs. And really now, after you know this is now year three of Steve Cohen, we've seen the spending, we saw relative success a year ago, winning 101 games, and even in a year where they win 101 freaking games, they still find a way to tick you off and blow the division. I almost said another word there that I know I could probably say, but I don't want to say it anyway. They still find a way to aggravate you the way that the year went, uh, that, that it ended, getting swept by Atlanta and then the wild card round. But now it's no more, oh, just make the playoffs, just win the division. It is now similar to the Yankees. I think the Yankee fans have this, always have this notion of World Series or bust, especially now in recent years. World Series or bust. Last year, for me, it was the Yankees that had to at least get to the World Series. Well, it should be moving forward. Yankees, World Series or bust. And I think the Mets now are getting to that territory. You spend as much as they are spending. Anything short of winning the World Series is a disappointment. Doesn't mean that the year's a total failure if they get to the World Series. But ultimately, 
falling short of winning their first World Series since 1986, anything short of that, when you have that type of payroll, it's going to be a disappointment. Antonio is calling from Manhattan. What's up, Antonio? Hey, hey, man. How are you? How's everything going? How are you, Antonio? Good, 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 man. Uh, real quick, uh, you were talking about yesterday, the Farias. That is the best pizza. The Farias is the best pizza I've ever had in my life, yeah, in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, no. There's a new place uh, in Manhattan, uh, uh, Upper West Side, called Mama's 2. Like, that's been the closest I mm. kind of, like, gotten to, to, you know, to the Farias. It's like on 106 and Broadway, something like that. 106 and Broadway. Rate, uh, and what's it called? Mama yeah. what? Uh, Mama's 2. Something, yeah, so mama's too. Usually, like, usually there's a line, that's the only thing. Sometimes, yeah, you have a line of people waiting, and like, you know, that's the only problem. Like, yeah. that's why, like, I hate waiting on lines for stuff. <laughs> but at any rate, um, yeah, man, so I want to get to this Nemo thing. Like, uh, uh look, I mean, 162 million dollars for Nemo, I think it was, right? Uh, this guy, look, he, I mean, let me ask you this by, by the time he's 37, do you think he's still going to have an arm? Uh, well, he doesn't, like he, doesn't have, he doesn't have an arm now. I mean, <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, and then not only that, I'm thinking well, he about won't be he won't be a center fielder. I mean, I you know the Mets are going to have to develop, hopefully draft and develop a real center fielder, which Nimmo is not. But eventually, you move him to the corner. Remember, now the National League has the luxury of a DH as well as the American League, so that's always been a disadvantage for a National League team with these long contracts. I'm not worried about it, Antonio. I'm not worried about year six, year seven, year eight. I'm worried about right now. Brandon Nimmo's back. He's not going anywhere. He's going to be their leadoff hitter, along with Starling Marte, along with Francisco Lindor and Pete Alonso, a top four in that lineup that succeeded so well last year. They play, They had a very successful season overall, that top four. It was beyond that top four that was the problem. Yeah, yeah I got you. But like, I'm, I'm thinking about Pete for a second. Like, Pete's probably saying, like, Nemo got 162. Like, obviously, you know, Pete is, like, in another stratosphere. He's going to get 300 million. Like, Pete will get 300 million at least, yeah. No, he's not easy. He's going to get, like, at least 350 at least. I don't he's know about that. Now, there's got to be – see, the Mets would be smart to now – I wouldn't do it right now, but maybe next off season or maybe in season, who knows, I would start looking to lock up Alonzo. And see, usually with two years left, Alonzo's got three years left to control, I would start looking mm-hmm. to lock him up after this season. He goes out there, has another big year. Uh, I would look to lock him up, and you hope to get, you know, where it helps both parties. Alonzo gets the financial security. He gets to be a Met long term. And the Mets get a little bit of a bargain as opposed to him hitting the open market and getting whatever it may be, $40 million a year. I mean, you're going to be looking at $30, $35 million a year for Pete Alonso. I don't think there's any question about it. No doubt, yeah. And then let the, two, two quick things real quick. As far as uh, so Zenga, I don't know now because, look, the Mets are way over, you know, the luxury tax. Um, so I don't know. I'm really not sure that they're going to get him, but – and then, like, I think there's a lot of teams after him, too. But I, I want to get – I'm going to finish with Otani. I think, you know, that the Mets can get him. Let me tell you how they can get him. But you're probably going to disagree with this. But I think they can get him doing this. You're probably going to say, oh, no way, man, you can't do that. But this is how they can get him in, in a trade. If they take back Anthony Rendon, basically they take, take back his contract, and then that way, this is what you do. You you give up less right now. You're taking back a big contract, and you never know, man. This guy he can call, he was a great player, Anthony Rendon, if you recall. So I think that he comes back from the injuries, and he's only 33, I think, something like that. So he comes back from his injuries. Now you have a third baseman 
you know, for at least four or five years. And they got right, but they have there, they know? have Beatty as their they want uh, right now as their third baseman of the future. I don't think your deal is a bad idea, Antonio, in principle. And thank you for the call. As a matter of fact, that's the way the Robinson Cano deal should have worked. That's how you make that deal. Where you call the Mariners and say, look, I know you're looking to dump Robinson Cano because nobody would take that contract. I'll take Robinson Cano and that ridiculous contract off of your hands, but I need Edwin Diaz back in return. And guess what? They would have done it. And instead, the Mets gave up Jared Kelnick and they gave up other pieces to shed some of their salary. That's the problem. The Mets at that time, this was BC, they tried to save money. BC, of course, before Cohen. And now, the way that you work that deal is you say, I want Otani. I don't want to give up top prospects, but I will take on Anthony Randon and that albatross of a contract for you if you're looking to get out from under it. Now, I don't think that that's how that's going to work, but it's the right idea in the event that you don't want to give up the prospects. You want to get a player... You take a bad contract on if you don't want to give up top prospects. Otherwise, you got to give up prospects. And the fascinating thing is that we don't know how the market is going to be for Otani. You could assume that there are going to be a lot of teams that want him at the trade deadline, assuming he becomes available at the trade deadline. If he doesn't, the Angels are idiots. And he should be available right now because they can maximize their return. But they want to go into the year with Otani on their team, which means somewhere near the deadline, they're probably going to be looking to trade him. Otherwise, they're going to run the risk of losing him for nothing, which, by the way, would be a great option for the Mets. Best case scenario might be the Angels holding on to Otani. And then he hits the open market, and then it's all systems go. Because it is going to be a very difficult decision to make if you're going to trade for him at the deadline. And I don't think the Rendon thing, while I love the idea, I don't think that that's realistic at this particular point. 877-337-6666. We'll continue with your calls on the other side. Sal Licata on the fan. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Dalakata back on the fan on this Friday morning. We'll get into some of the football in a little bit. I'm just having too much fun talking Brandon Nemo, talking Mets, talking Hot Stove. Get into the Yankees aspect of it as well as we await, you know, the Yankees making their next big move. They need to go get Carlos Rodon, although the reports are saying that Rodon's going to be a $200 million pitcher. I mean, that's uh, the Yankees going to have to pay for it. It can't be one of these situations where the Yankees again fall short. Where at the trade deadline, in my mind, it was Luis Castillo or bust for the Yankees. Guess what? Bust. Frankie Montas. I mean, get out of here. It was a bust. And I know you look at the Yankees... And say, well, they didn't need necessarily pitching last year. That wasn't the big issue. Still, they could upgrade there to a point where it becomes a great strength as opposed to just not a weakness. They have a legitimate ace in Garrett Cole. You pair him with Rodon, that is a legitimate one-two punch. And then you lengthen it out, of course, with Cortez, with Severino. That's the Yankees' best rotation in years, in a very long time. They need... For the Yankees to get significantly better this offseason, they need Carlos Rodon. Let's see if their ownership ups the ante now. 877-337-6666. Mo is in Queens. What's up, Mo? Hi, Sal. How are you? Hi, Mo. How are you? Good. I love your spirit. I love your show. Thank you. Appreciate um, that. Yeah. I wanted to talk about Otani. I think Otani's going to be a Met. You know, some people say that he doesn't want to go to Queens. I think once he sees Steve's zeros on that check, I think he's going to Queens. Well, I don't believe, I said this before, I don't believe there will be a higher bidder for Otani than the Mets. So, I mean, if he's all about, but we don't know where he wants to go, but he's all about the money. And not that he's all about the money. Obviously, it's got to be something else appealing than just the money. But if he wants the most money, he's going to the Mets. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm saying I think I think he could easily offer him fifty, sixty, you know, I would give him that. He's that good of a player. Correct. He's gonna probably also, get near if not over, he's gonna get near five hundred. You'd have to think yeah. that Joe Otani is gonna be a at least five hundred million dollar player. But also the Mets wanna get far. They gotta have a normal trade deadline. I can't have no single A players like Darren Ross and we'll go back. For a yeah. trade deadline. I mean, but they didn't have look to defend them for a second, and I was as frustrated as anybody else, but looking at it logically, we all want a big splashy move, a difference making move. Logically, that move was not there to be made. And could they have done more? Sure. They would have had to give up.
from the farm potentially to get it, and they didn't feel that the moves that were out there were worth giving up what it would have cost them. Whether that's Wilson Contreras, David Robertson at the deadline, either teams didn't want what the Mets had or the Mets weren't willing to give up what the teams wanted for what was a really non-difference maker type player or players that were available at the deadline. So they went with Vogelback and Ruff, who they thought were uh, you know, going to provide that upgraded DH. And while there was a marginal upgrade there, mainly with Vogelback, it clearly was not good enough. But but there wasn't a clear guy out there that they missed out on that would have been a big difference. Yeah, and also I think the IT heard Mets fans upset that, that the Mets are spending like $330 million a year. I don't I don't see why you should bother Mets fans. This is not a this this doesn't make a dent in Uncle Steve's pockets. Why this would it bother Mets fans? Why exactly? Why would you if you're a fan, why would you give a crap how much your team spends? There's only one way you would care about it. Or actually two. One, if they don't spend enough. Two, if a contract like this prevents them from getting better elsewhere, which is not going to. Yeah. And yeah, okay. Yeah, well, thank you, Mo. I appreciate checking in. I think that means it's time to move on. But yes, Methvin should not be upset here. I mean, it's not your money. What do you care? The only way you should ever concern yourself with a contract, whether it's total dollars, whether it's the years, is if it is eventually, if not right away, going to prevent you from spending somewhere else. That's what was always the greatest strength of the Yankees. It wasn't like the Yankees always made the right signings. It was just that they spent the most money, they made the most moves, they got the biggest players. And in the event that they didn't work out, Jacoby Ellsbury, Carl Pavano, endless others, the Yankees ate the contracts and moved on and went and got the next best player. You throw enough things at the wall, something's going to stick. But it was never their ability just to spend. It was their ability to eat the bad contract and move on. The Mets, for example, are now in that conversation. Because the Mets last year had Robinson Cano still with two years and, what, over $20 bucks left on his contract. They realized early on that, you know what, we need to move on. The money's spent. What what else can you do? You're going to waste a roster spot? The money's already, it's not coming back. The money's gone. So Cohen gives the approval to say, I don't care. Get rid of him. Get somebody else in here that could be productive. Instead of, well, the guy's making $20 bucks a year. You better find a spot for him. I'm not paying anybody else. Let him figure it out. Not only did he do that for last year, he did it for this year as well. The Mets are still paying that stiff Robinson Cano. And again, this is a deal that happened B.C. before Cohen. That nonsense is not going to happen anymore. That was a that was a contract that wasn't even the, the Mets' fault for signing it. They That contract was awful after the fact. They knew it was an awful contract, and they still traded for him. But that was B.C. Things done change. Jason is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Jason? Hey, Sal. How are you? How are you, Jason? I'm doing great. Um, I think you're a little bit too excited with uh, what's going on with the Mets right now, and I'll tell you why. Go ahead. Verlander and Scherzer are not going to stay healthy the whole year. Okay. I mean, do you really think that two 40-year-olds are going to anchor the rotation? And then who do we have behind them? Quintana's a huge question mark, and I don't even know who the other two starters are. 
Well, well, you're telling, you're showing me that you don't know enough about the team. So why would I take your opinion seriously? You don't know who the Mets' starting rotation is. Well, we don't know if they're going to re-sign Bassett. We we know they have Quintana, who's who's mm-hmm. the guys after after them. Right. Well, I mean, they have Carlos Carrasco back. They have Tyler McGill. They have David Peterson. Right. And do you know who they're rumored to be in on as well? Um, who are they rumored to be Ko- in on? Now? Kodai Senga, pitcher from Japan, who right now, right. yeah, go ahead. So you you mentioned that, and if they get him, great. But he's still unproven at the major league level, and mm-hmm. I'm just saying that we can't really trust these guys to produce the whole year and stay healthy. I mean, Verlander's he might be great during the regular season, but do we really expect these guys to make it through the season? But can you say Let that? Them, can you say that about anybody? Year. I mean, Verlander won the Cy Young last year. So what would give you the first clue that he wasn't going to do that this year? No, I agree. If he stays healthy, it's a great move. Right, but, but can you say that about anybody? I mean, how do you – you could say that well, literally 40. about anybody. He's 40. He I, could, but he's – and Scherzer's 40. That's, that's I understand 30. that, but he, he was 39 last year, Verlander, and what did he do? He did great. But oh, okay, he won the Cy Young. So, I mean, I, I, you're – now, look, I'm not saying that it's impossible for your scenario to take place, but what are you basing it on? And, by the way, how many starts did Jacob deGrom take last year? Very, very little. 11, and they won 101 games. How many? How much time did Scherzer miss? I mean, Scherzer missed over a month of the season. They still won 101 games. So even without Scherzer and DeGrom, they still should have won the division, and they won 101 games. So you think Verlander and Scherzer are going to pitch less than Verlander, than Scherzer and DeGrom did last year? Is that what you would I bet? Don't. I, I think it's a wash. I think the, the replacing DeGrom with Verlander is a wash. I don't know if it makes them as better or worse. My only concern is that going into the playoffs, I think the Mets will win 100-plus games, but going into the playoffs, I don't know how they're going to perform or if they're even be there, if they're, if they're right. probably hurt. Well, here's, I, no, I get it. I, I mean, it, it's a fair concern, but, I mean, you, all you can do, and thank you for the call, Jason, all you can do, and, and for the record, I don't think the Mets are going to win 100, uh, over 100 games this year. It might, they might not need to. Maybe they win 98 and win the division. Winning 100 games is hard especially now in their division with the Phillies loading up the way that they have. That's not going to be easy. There's a good chance the Mets win fewer games but actually win the division this year. There is no guarantee that any player is going to be healthy. And you're right, there's maybe more of a risk with a player or two players in this case who are 40 years old are going to be 40 years old. But the Mets issue was not that last year, even though DeGrom only started 11 games, even though Scherzer got hurt. Those guys were both able to take the ball in the biggest series of the regular season in Atlanta and then again in the postseason series, and they failed. That is not something you can predict. But if you're signing somebody based on track record, hoping that they live up to or at least come close to what their track record has been, Find me two guys better than Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. Where your only negative thing to say about them is their age. When both of them have been dominant in in recent years. I mean, last year Verlander was the best pitcher, you could argue best pitcher in baseball, but no doubt the best pitcher in the American League. And Max Scherzer... Last year, outside of the Atlanta start and the Padres start, which I'm going to say that something was off with him as far as being not 100% healthy, because other than that, he showed his normal vintage dominant stuff 
throughout the course of the regular season when healthy. Could they underperform? Sure. Will they? Who knows? What, do you got a magic eight ball? And you can see into the future that you know, well, Verlander's going to get hurt. Scherzer's going to get hurt. Hey, and they might. Scherzer got hurt last year. DeGrom barely pitched. Mets still went to the postseason. Did anybody predict last year that the Yankees were going to be banged up the way that they were in the postseason? And even after they failed and got swept in the ALCS, would you hear from the manager? Excuses about the injuries. Would you hear from the general manager? More excuses about the injuries. Would you hear from the owner? More excuses about the injuries. Now, who's to say that that won't happen again? Who's to say the judge won't get injured this year? Maybe last year was the aberration. Does that mean the Yankees shouldn't have brought him back? Let's say they bring back Ben Intendi. LeMayhew's back. Is LeMayhew going to be healthy? I don't know. Can we expect he's going to be hurt again because he's been hurt the last two years? Is Ben Intendi going to be healthy because he was hurt last year? I don't know. What about Bader? Is he going to be healthy? I don't know. Judge, Stanton, and on and on we go. Like, there are no guarantees in that. All you could ask for as a fan is that your team, whatever team team it is that you root for, is that they do everything they can to put a team out there that could go out there and win a World Series or win a Super Bowl, whatever it may be. In this case, we're talking about winning a World Series. The Yankees have done that, and the Mets are doing that as well since Steve Cohen has taken over. Eight, seven, seven. Now, the results have to be there. The results may vary, but that's where the Mets now have to prove it. They have proven that they are willing and able to spend. Now they have to prove that they can win. Eight, seven, seven, three, three, seven, sixty-six, sixty-six. More your calls on the other side. Salakata on the fan. Salakata back on the fan. Hot stove continues to dominate the talk this week. We'll get into some of the football with the Jets. And the Giants, really a week, week 14 slate. I mean, starting with that dog of a game last night. I barely watched one second of that. And I had some fantasy implications as well. I already made the right decision. I got Justin Fields on a bye week, so I was either going to start Sean Watson or Derek Carr. Thankfully, I did not start Derek Carr. I just dropped him. So not that you care about my fantasy team, but that was my only interest in that particular game last night. Other, it, uh, me and a couple of the guys at the at SNY were, we, you know, a little family play on the Rams plus six and a half, so that turned out to be a winner. But what a dread, and I didn't even watch, even with the action on the game, I still couldn't watch it. But a weak slate of week 14 games, and maybe we'll go over them a little bit, but really just get into the Jets and Giants, who are facing, at least for my money, the best team. I know Miami could be the best team in the AFCs. I think the Bills are. I think the consensus is that the Bills are. Miami's still very good, and I'm not trying to you know slight them in any way. But you look at... What the Bills are, I mean, and the Jets already beat the Bills. This is a very difficult spot. And same for the Giants at home against the Eagles, who have been blown by everybody. That is a very difficult spot. So you have two matchups that seem, at least on paper, very difficult. We'll do that. We'll go over that. We'll do our perfect parlay picks. we got to get Emmanuel, who will be in for Fleegs today, or who is in for Fleegs today. But he'll be in on that segment, giving us his perfect parlay. See if he could get on the board. He might be able to surpass Fleegs. As we have our point system here, Marco and I uh, you know, been the ones to do it regularly. Fleegs did already send in his picks. We had McKeon do it last week. He took an offer. We'll go over it a little bit later on. That's at 340. Your calls until then, 877-337-6666. Tom in North Brunswick. Good morning, Tom. How's it going, Sal? Pretty good. How are you? 
I'm doing good. By the way, Fleegs, uh, he has a future. And I mean, there is shows as he's tremendous, and you are too. But I mean, he has a Fleegs, uh, well, hey. maybe because he's a huge Mets fan. Uh, but no, he's really good too. Yeah, he'll be on, I think, over the weekend again, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Or maybe that's next week. He might be off this week. I think he's in Florida. Maybe yeah. next week he'll be on. No, I, I didn't even know about the DeGrom thing until I was watching Channel 2 News and it was on sports. And they said, when they said the years and the money, yeah, it sounds crazy. But you know what, Sal? Nimmo, you talking about? I, well, you said DeGrom. Yeah, Nimmo. You mean Nimmo. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry, Nimmo. Yeah. Well, I got, well, I'm going to bring that up too, but because uh, uh-huh. they showed something on there too about him. But a Nimmo, it sounds, a Nimmo is uh, the reason why pe- uh, teams want him. He's a premier leadoff hitter. He's not a, you know, he, he gets on. And not only gets on base, he scored a, over 100 runs. His batting average was 274, and he was getting better. And he 30 doubles, seven triples. He's, just, he's a good leadoff hitter, great leadoff hitter, to tell you the truth. He's been. That's he was very was good saying, for them last year. Huh? He was very good for them last year. That top four, so, in that, I mean, the, the the first four in that Mets lineup were very good, solid, yeah. very good. The way that it was, they needed to keep that intact, and they did by bringing That's back right. Nemo. Now I, I now I, I don't know if uh, I also saw they showed the press conference with uh, Degrom and he, I didn't see the whole thing but he said he wants to be on a World Series championship. I mean, who has a better chance to win, the Mets or the Rangers? Well, the Rangers are building something special. Yeah, no, that's good. I, I know the you know you never know. But and another thing, one last. Well, I'm thing being with, sarcastic. Uh, I mean, the Rangers won it's 68 not, games last year. Come on. Yeah, but you know. But but Sal, you know that things can change. They're, at least they're trying. They might. Well, they well might be let, let me ask you. Best case scenario. And by the way, the Rangers last year signed Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager. Okay, so now they add yeah. Jacob Degrom to that. Now I like Bruce Bochy, and I believe the guy's a winner. And you know there are certain guys that can tr- turn franchises around. Maybe Bochy can be one of those. However, the Rangers have been a regular uh, uh, last place team, and even though they make these big signings, they generally don't win. And even if they did, let's just paint the best-case scenario, Tom. How many games yeah. better this year are the Rangers with Bochi and DeGrom and whatever else they do? How many games better are they than they were a year ago? Best well, case. Well, I don't know much about the team, but well, you know, maybe, case, maybe, just, they, maybe they can play 500. I don't know. Well, I'm saying best-case scenario, like would, yeah. would a 20-game improvement, would that be like, whoa, they improved by 20 games? Or would you be like, yeah, it's not enough? Well, they have to in the division or in the, you know with Seattle and uh, Houston, mm-hmm. they're going to you're going to need close to 100 games. Oh, well, that, that's that. the point. So to do that, they'd have to win 30 games or more, or excuse me, be improved by 30 games or more from their 68 well, total. How many teams improve from year to year by 30 games? I, I know, but but although they can maybe they can fight, they might think they can fight for a wild card spot. You know. Well, uh, I mean, maybe. You know, I don't real, think real the Rangers quick. are going to be taken seriously, like you said, with Seattle. Yeah, with I, don't, Houston. I don't take them either. But uh, but the, another thing is, Otani. It's not just the money. It, you know, if the Mets are a winning team, then I don't see see why I wouldn't want to come. It's not like the old BC Mets. You know, the Mets. Right. Well, first of all, they would never spend that kind of money. Starting to catch we, on. We were in the, the Will Fire. Yeah. We 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 wouldn't sign anybody. But it's it's not only the money they can offer. Most money, they're going to be a winning. They're going to be a winning team. They're not going to be a bad team. So he would love to. Come. He would probably love to come to the match. And they sign that Japanese, you know, the pitcher. Kodai said it'll only yeah. make things. It'll make things easier too. I'm not, you know, you, know, you would think. Thing. I don't know. Yeah. And I, we, Fleegs and I were talking about this. And thank you for the call. Oh, what did I do here? Hold on, I hit the wrong screen. Uh oh, Emmanuel, you might have to come in here and help me out here. I don't know. I hit this by accident. Uh, put him, put him on hold if you can. 
Ooh, you're coming through live here with us right now. I touched, so there's a touch screen for the callers. There's got to be a way I could do this. And I went, instead of hanging up on Tom, I hit some weird screen here. You see this, Emmanuel? Look at this. What did I hit? You know how to get out of that? Close. Okay. All right, look at you, Emmanuel. You're the hero. That's why they call you the producer. All right, now I'm going to hang up on Tom, and thank you for the call, Tom. I appreciate it. And we're back to normal. Where were we? I don't know the relationship with Shohei Otani and Kodai Senga. I don't think it could hurt. Having a, you know, adding a pitcher from Japan and then trying to lure Shohei Otani, I don't know if it makes a difference. I mean, the checkbook is ultimately going to be the difference maker. That's generally the deciding factor. I, I can't look at DeGrom. I've had this, I got to change the channel. I've had DeGrom, I'm watching DeGrom all night long in that stupid Rangers hat. Him and his stupid face that left the Mets to go for to a 68-win loser team. And like I said, it's not even that he left to go to a loser team or that he took the most money. It's that he never wanted to truly be back. That's what bothers me. Didn't even go back to the Mets. And I'm telling you, everything I heard about DeGrom, he was just not a... Nice person. I don't know if I could say he was a bad person, just not a nice person. Carol's calling from Pearl River. What's up, Carol? Hey, Sastradamus. How are you? Carol, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, just want to tell you I like to work on BNNY, uh, of course, every night. Thank you very and, much. I um, appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, just want to tell you I like uh, the Robertson signing. And um, I'm with you with, uh, with Jake's press, press conference. Uh, to me, almost looks uncomfortable up there about what he's saying. Yeah, but that's why he likes it in Texas, because he's uncomfortable in front of the media, didn't really believe in what he's saying anyway, but he could get away with it in Texas because nobody, you know, nobody cares. In New York, it's a different story. That's true. And he, that's got, true. he got what he wanted. He didn't want to deal with New York. And by the way, he's entitled to feel that way. But I'm entitled to feel the way that I do. If you don't want us, screw you. That's the way that I feel about it. Yeah, I mean, I was a big uh, Jake fan, uh, but very disappointed that uh, what about what he did and how he left and not even given us a chance to uh, make a counter. Agreed. I don't think there's any way to, to say it, Carol, and thank you for the call. And I appreciate the support, Carol. Thanks for watching Baseball Night in New York. Absolutely, Sal. Yeah, we appreciate that. And you give us a call back. It's, look, I mean, we joke around and rip DeGrom and I could be angry. It's because I'm hurt. I'm hurt that he left. I'm hurt that he didn't want to be here. He should have re-signed with the Mets, retired a Met, had his number retired one day down the road. And it would have been, you know, one of the great players, or he would have been one of the great players in franchise history. He had two of the greatest seasons that we've ever seen. But now he's a Ranger. And the Mets have moved on. I think the Mets will be better off because of it anyway. I'm telling you, the stuff with DeGrom, not even that he didn't make the starts with the 11 starts last year or the you know, 26 total starts or whatever it was the last two years. It was also about the way he was in that clubhouse and kind of being a little bit of a loner. And maybe that made the team tight on days where it was on the mound. You wonder why the Mets don't score many runs.
Maybe he was an uncomfortable guy to be around. I'd be curious to see the reaction, but I'll tell you, I think the Mets for sure upgraded in the chemistry, clubhouse, um, intangibles department with Verlander over DeGrom. Verlander actually wants to pitch. Brandon is calling from Secaucus, New Jersey. What's up, Brandon? Yeah, how you doing, Sal? This is uh, actually my first time calling in, but I'm a long-time listener. I also used to love watching you on Loudmouth back on SNY back in the day. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Loudmouth is, uh, you know, was a, a victim of the pandemic, so that was unfortunate. But I appreciate the support. Yeah, man. Um, so quick, uh, I just I just wanted to get your opinion on a trade uh, scenario that I think could work out for the Mets. Mm-hmm. Um, but being with uh, Steve Cohen and the ownership and how they want to go about trying to be the Dodgers of the East, I can't see it happening, but it's just something that I've had on my mind the, the past couple of days. So basically, I was, I was saying that the Mets should try to trade uh, Brett Beatty and Ronnie Mauricio to Boston for uh, Rafael Devers. Uh, what do you think about that? Brett Beatty, Ronnie Mauricio to Boston for Devers. I don't know if that's realistic. Uh, I do know that Devers would be, I mean, a great addition. But remember, the Mets are not going to give up top prospects, I don't think, at this point, unless it's for Shohei Otani. So you'd have to give up more than Beatty and Mauricio, I would assume, for Devers. And if they do that, then that could take them potentially out of play for Otani in the trade market. Yeah, because they would have to potentially... Pay Devers after this year, too, correct? Correct. So they're not going to pay both Devers and Otani on top of everything else that they have. So it would be Devers or Otani. Which one would you rather have? Yeah, I got to go with the two-way player, man. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I think that that's the point. I don't think it's a bad idea, Brandon, and thank you for the call. Matter of fact, our pal JJ brought that up today or yesterday on Baseball Night New York, that Devers would be a guy he would target in the trade market and even – mentioned that he'd rather have him than Otani because if Otani's arm eventually wears down or whatever, he'd rather have Devers' bat. And yes, Devers is an impactful bat. But I'd be all in on Otani. And regardless of what I would do or you would do or JJ would do, the Mets are going to be all in on Otani. Tori is calling from Long Island. What's up, Tori? Hi, Tori. Tori, are you with us? Tori, or I don't think so. I think Tori is. And I was going to say, whoop. oh, at the buzzer. I just hit the button to hang up on her, Marco. That's a shame. Tori's got to be a girl, right? Doesn't have to be, doesn't it? Hmm. What do you think, girl? It was a guy. Oh, look at that. See? Never know. I was going to say, well, I think that was her third female caller of the night. Negative. We're reaching a new de- yeah right. <laughs> We're reaching a new demographic. Not only was it not a female caller, it wasn't a caller. Period. I should have held out one more second. Well, maybe Tori should have been paying attention. Correct. I would have. There's no Tori, a man's name. I mean, like I don't want to yeah, go Tory down Hunter. this road. Oh yeah, right. I guess all right. Who else? Give me another one. Ah. Uh. That's a good poll. <laughs> I gave you one. Now you need, yeah, yeah, you need a second a, one? Yeah, well, I mean, I was so impressed with that one. I was taking it back. Emmanuel, you getting any Tories? No, I immediately thought Joe Tory, but that's a last right. name, not a first name. Tory Birch? What is that? Who the hell is that? The designer. Is that a designer or is it a, a name brand? I'm, Dude, 
Who are you talking to? The designer. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Because GQ and I, they, yeah, yeah, we're my, all over it. Yeah, my wife's birthday and Christmas are coming up. <laughs> you don't think I heard of Tory Burch before? <laughs> I better. I'll get kicked out of the house after the hours I work. I'm never home. Can you change the diaper? No, but I could get you what, what bag you want. <laughs> What's that name? Tory Burch? Yeah, okay, well, whatever. I could change the diaper. I can't get you the bag, so I have no idea what the hell that is. What do you need me to take out the garbage? Got it. Done. Tory Hunter, what a hell of a pull. He didn't even really think about that immediately. It's the only tour I could think of. Right. So if I say, oh, no, now I'm thinking, I was just going to throw out a, a random name. If I say George, what's the first person that comes to your mind? Steinbrenner. Wow. I like it. I was looking at that George Bush bobblehead right there that Evan had. Oh, I see. See, I didn't even see yeah. that. Maybe I would have thought of George Bush if that but was like, the case. But, like, it must be when you when I say the name Tory, you're just like, boom. Tory was just, I, I thought of Tory Hunter. It's the only thing I can think of. It's the only Tory that I can, off the top of my head. The, the, I can't tell you why. It's the only thing I can think of. My cousin Nick used to date a girl named Tori when I was very young, and that was probably the first time I ever heard the name Tori, so mm-hmm. that always comes to mind. I think of his ex-girlfriend, Tori, and then Tori Birch. I don't even know if Tori Birch is a person or not. Can you confirm that, Emmanuel? Do we know if Tori Birch is a person, or is it just the name of a company? You know, like these, I don't know, like uh, yeah. Dolce and Gabbana. What, what's the other popular one? Louis Vuitton. Is that a girl? Is that a, per, a person? Dude, or a, you're, I'm in waters that I don't know anything about. Wow, you're you're way right. over my head. I have no idea about anything. Have you stuff. heard about this stuff, Emmanuel? You so, Tori Birch is a person, right? but a female. There you go. All right. So, I was on. T-O-R-Y. She started, though, the Tori Birch company, I'm assuming. Right. Chief Executive Officer. There you go. What about Louis Vuitton? Is that a person? You know, I'm, I would you, imagine you that know, I've heard of, but okay. I, I would imagine that's a person. So all these like designer companies, it sounds well, just like, like an, Gucci. That was a family. Yeah, I right. mean, obviously we know that now for, you know, the wrong reasons. Right. But I didn't like when you hear Gucci bag, you're just thinking, oh, whatever. It's the name of the bag. I'm not thinking about the, you know, I guess even right. same thing like McDonald's. Like, I don't think of it as somebody's last name. Was it somebody's last name? I don't know. I oh, now see now you gotta make me think. Movie. I don't think it was. That movie was awesome, but I don't. Yeah. The the brothers, right? That actually I started. It was, the, was that their last name? McDonald. I, be, I believe so, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I don't remember. The movie was great with Michael Keaton. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Whatever oh, the founder. It was fantastic. Tremendous. No, uh, oh yeah. What was it called? Was it the founder? Was that what it? Something hmm. like that. It's Michael Keaton. It's about the McDonald's and how it came apart. Now you're getting into all you kinds ever, of things. You ever see Super Size Me? Another good one. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, but it was almost like to the end of it, you were like, "My God, I've that's I got to reevaluate my reevaluate my entire childhood in like late yeah. teens and twenties." All these meals I used to go ahead, Emmanuel. We got Louis Vuitton here, old school French fashion designer in the eighteen hundreds. So it's an actual person. Actual person. It's a man. He's got a huge mustache here. All right, there you go. Hmm. Either way, hmm. Tory. I guess you're right. So it's a, a a unisex name. Is that what we call it? Sure, I guess. Like a know. Jamie. Right. And there'd be a lot of, you know, my sister-in-law is a Jamie, but right. I used to work with a guy named Jamie. Jamie Lannister is the first one probably that comes to mind for me. You watch, you don't watch Game of Thrones, do you? No, I didn't Okay. You, Emmanuel, <laughs> watch Game of Thrones? I don't. My parents watch it. Okay. A lot, but I haven't gotten Your parents watch Game of Thrones, but you, oh, Tori Smith. I'm just getting a text from one of the producers at SNY, Chris Farina. Tori Smith. There you go. Okay. I actually thought of the Tory. Didn't um, Saved by the Bell, didn't Zach, like, second girlfriend when they got rid of Kelly and whatever? Wasn't it a Tory that came in with, like, the leather Ooh, jacket? Yeah, yeah, yes! Right? You know, I'm trying to think of who she... Wait, that was not... Um, oh, no, that's Stacy. I'm thinking Stacy Carosi. No, that was... It was another That was the one, original, though. but, like, she was kind of like a... I was, whatever it was, like a girlfriend on the side. Yeah, 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 I remember. 
But wasn't when they got rid of like the Kelly Kapowski and uh, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. Elizabeth Berkeley, whatever her Tory was a, a yeah, a like, yeah, she, she came, came in with yeah. like, the leather jacket and yeah. yeah. See, these are the things I go to. Saved by the Tory Bell and Tory Hunter. <laughs> you go to Louis Vuitton, I got no idea what the hell we're talking Tory about. Tory Birch, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Tory Smith, Tory Hunter, Tory Birch. Tory Hunter, probably my favorite of all of them. Tory Birch, too damn expensive. All right, we'll get you caught up uh, on anything here that uh, Marco has for you. We'll get you updated. We'll get back to your calls on the other side. 877-337-6666. Let's get updated. Here's Marco Belletti. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 